G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there are some great projects that Australian Christian ministries are working on. Open Doors is partnering with local churches in Lebanon to establish community centres to provide for the total needs of Syrians who have fled the dreadful war that's been going on in their country. Well, these things often need financial assistance to sustain them. Open Doors is raising some funds for projects that are supporting Syrian refugees. And Tim Reed from Open Doors joining us to talk through what's needed. Hello, Tim. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Tim, Lebanon is one of those countries that borders Syria, and uh, there has been, over the years now, a whole influx of refugees put real stress and pressure on the infrastructure uh, in a whole nation like Lebanon. And Open Doors, you you guys just do wonderful work, uh, but you're also uh, working with those refugees to ensure that some of the things they've left behind and missing are actually taken up, things like schools and such things. Uh, What's the latest project all about? So the latest project is about assisting those Syrian refugees who have faced a great upheaval, particularly children. Uh, We know that children thrive really on having routine. And that routine in this circumstance has really been taken away from them. All sort of normalcy in their lives is stripped back. And so living as refugees, they're missing out on these important things, things that will in fact benefit them in later life. So if these children don't have access to schooling as refugees, then the cycle of violence and and those sorts of issues associated are going to continue to perpetuate. Our current project that we're looking at uh, funding and, and assisting through our partners in Lebanon is to provide schooling for children who will miss out. The Lebanese government is doing their best to provide schooling for as many children as possible in this situation, but unfortunately for a country of just 4 million people, when they get an influx of 1.5 million refugees, there's just not enough resources for everyone. So we've been helping set up temporary schools and we're looking to get licences in the country for these schools and make sure these kids get an education. Because the interesting thing with refugees is when they're in a refugee camp, uh, getting transport to and from school for kids isn't like we all think of it about taking our kids to school. It gets very difficult for families who have children. Uh, These refugees really have zero resources, whether that be in transport or even just providing food to the table at home. And so to get these kids from one spot to another, that is into government institutions, is very difficult. So setting up these schools in the camps or in local churches, which already uh, often, times, not always, have decent facilities that can be changed a little bit to meet this need, is a really great opportunity that we have with our partners.
Tim, what sort of things are the children learning in the schools that you've already got going and the ones you'd like to be setting up? What's the sort of curriculum like for these students? So the curriculum for these students is no different to what was already offered in Lebanese schools in the country. Uh, We try as hard as we can through our partners to copy that exact curriculum to ensure that these kids are getting a rounded education. And there's no classes missing at this stage. We've been very blessed that God's provided the right set of volunteers from all around the world with teaching qualifications and, and other qualifications as well so that they've gone in and the kids are getting quality teaching. They're getting quality classes and they're getting the benefit of having a broad spectrum of input. And I imagine that when you've got refugee children who are attending school, it's not as easy for parents to be sending them along with a cut lunch. So you guys are providing that extra need there too, uh, breakfast and lunch for children who are attending the schools. Absolutely. These kids are facing a lot of uh, issues, and that's just one of them. Their needs aren't being met, and so in order to make sure that they can concentrate in school, we need to ensure that they're fed. But alongside that, there's something, you know, even more important in that these kids are facing a lot of trauma in these schools. And so one of the things that we help provide in a partner program is trauma support and trauma care. And that is counselling to these kids and to their parents as well, so that these children really have an opportunity to continue with life after this crisis is resolved, which may not be any time soon, but it does provide them an opportunity for into the future. Now, it's one thing to care for children, and uh, so many people would say that's a great priority, but uh, there are other needs too for the parents of those children, for adults who are in those refugee camps. You've got some other projects on the boil too, Tim, uh, teaching women to sew and uh, providing some facilities for uh, general hygiene needs. So it's really important that uh, when we look at the needs that are there. We're not just looking at the immediate need, although that is important and we do that. We're looking at what are the long-term needs. And so if there's any opportunity for income generation, for long-term resettlement, for opportunity to upskill in a new situation, we're always going to pursue that. And that's definitely been the case here. We've been really blessed, as I said before, with incredible partners, some of whom we've been working with for over 20 years who know the area really well and have seen great opportunities such as uh, sewing and and repairing clothes or making new clothes and sort of generating income from this. We've been able to set up new businesses through small loans and through training. It's an exciting time, but at the same time, still very difficult circumstances. And Tim, before I let you go, so far as our government's policies of bringing refugees to Australia and some of those coming from uh, oppressed, persecuted minorities and Christians given some level of preference, uh, there's been some recent movements there and Open Doors, I imagine, is fairly impressed with uh, the fact that some of those refugees will be arriving on our shores. So it's by no means the policy of Open Doors to... Uh, bring people out of a situation. Our The purpose that we exist for is to strengthen the persecuted church no matter where it is. However, the government's move to bring 12,000 Syrian refugees to Australia, preferencing those from a background of persecution, whether they be Christian, Yazidi or Druze, we applaud this decision 
And we think the government has made a fantastic decision to give these people preference, particularly those who are from areas that have fled persecution and really see no way to go forward or go back to where they've come from. So this is something that we at Open Doors think is fantastic. We applaud the government on that decision to preference these people, uh, but we will also be continuing to work on the ground to help those who want to return. And I note uh, some recent release uh, from the CEO of Open Doors in Australia, Mike Gore, who was congratulating the Prime Minister on uh, those refugees coming to Australia, but also trying to uh, agitate the argument that refugees who remain in the Middle East need support as well. Is there any likely possibilities that, uh, that there might be more support going to any of those refugees who remain in the Middle East? We remain hopeful, and that's why we do things like try and communicate with the Prime Minister and with Julie Bishop as well. We are hopeful that the government will be looking at this. Uh, we'll, we acknowledge the great work that they've done and that they are seeing the issue, but we would ask for increased assistance in whatever way that can be provided for those who are still in this situation. Well, Tim, from Open Doors, good getting your insights. And I want to point people to the Open Doors website. It's opendoors.org.au. And there'll be a link there where you can make a donation to the current appeals that are running for Open Doors. And, uh, Tim, just always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for taking some time to update us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.